brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the Obtuse Angles Podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Am I getting paid for this one? Welcome, everyone, to the Obtuse Angles Podcast. Kyle and Jeremy. Kyle Fields, former indie worker, current stand-up comedian, podcaster, radio by God broadcaster. Jeremy, bam, bam, boom, boom, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Iron Mike, the professor, Flyboy, the brain, Sutherland. Also a podcaster, also a comedian, and today, this is a quick hit. Not quite a full episode of the show, but this is something that we thought that we had to do because the wrestling business lost an absolute legend in the passing of Bobby the Brain Heenan on, I believe, September 17th. And basically, here's what happened. Uh, the Brain passed away. And Kirky Honaker, a guy who we've talked about here on this show, he's a great listener of the podcast. Uh, Kirk listened to every single episode of the show, so when Kirk says something, we listen. And Kirk said, hey, you guys should do an episode on Bobby the Brain Heenan. And I replied to him on Facebook. I said, well, we, we're definitely going to mention him. And then he said, mention him? Fuck that. Fuck your new format. This is Bobby the Brain Heenan, and we were kind. I'm really glad all the fans like they feel comfortable enough to to take like whatever we reply to them and go, oh no, fuck you, you're going to do a whole episode now, run off and do it, fag. That's pretty much what he said. He called me a queer afterward. Um, and then a, a couple other people on Twitter, and I'm sorry I forgot, asked us to do this. Here's the deal. Obviously, this show started out as a wrestling podcast, gosh, years, what, 14, 15, 23 years ago at this point. We moved away from talking about wrestling every single week because we have so many broad interests, and Jeremy and I are both nerdy guys. So we're not going to dedicate an entire episode to Bobby the Brain Heenan. We didn't sit down and do a ton of research on this. This is not that. This is going to be just Jeremy and I talking about recounting some of our memories of one of the greatest wrestling personalities of all time someone who has influenced both jeremy and myself it's going to be a quick thing we still are going to have our regular episode coming up next monday that episode is going to be on spontaneous human combustion now i think it was uh oh my gosh uh i don't remember who on twitter said we should do that episode jeremy i i i text anyway we're going to be talking about that we're doing the research for that episode right now we're going to be talking about who gave us the idea for that 
Um, but this again, you know, I, I am a professional wrestler. At least I was for a long time. I'm currently a wrestling color commentator at the moment. Jeremy was the same deal, a comedian, a professional wrestler. So this is a guy who really touched both of our childhoods in a way that, um, is, was borderline illegal, but not quite, you know, um, you know, I just, I, I mean, it, it really broke my heart, you know, and, and, and this is the, the wrestling business. This is an industry where you're used to having your heroes die, usually much, much younger than 72 years old, which was the age that Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away. Um, but when I saw that he died, man, I mean, it broke my fucking heart. Jeremy, you, in a tribute to Bobby the Brain Heenan, drew uh, just a, an amazing portrait of him, and we shared it to our Twitter account at Obtuse Podcast. Go check that out because Jeremy just did a fantastic job. And as a matter of fact, Jeremy's taking commissions now, so you can hit him up on Twitter at SutherlandJB, and he can hook you up with uh, a great frame, I'm sure. He can uh, probably sell you some artwork to hang on your wall, right? Yeah, yeah, I can do that for sure. I uh, I love to whore myself out for money. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, it's my favorite thing to do, too. And a guy like Bobby the Brain Heenan made so much money over the course of his long career. Uh, getting started in the Midwest uh, in WWA, I believe, and then moving to AWA, where he was at for like eight years. Then moving to the WWF in 1984. Leaving there in 1993 to go to WCW where he was uh, unceremoniously canned in late 2000, only a few months before WCW would go out of business, then being a commentator for the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17, and uh, making a couple of appearances with TNA. I did do a little bit of research for this just because I'm such a huge Bobby Heaton fan. Um, Bobby, unfortunately, was diagnosed with uh, throat-slash-tongue cancer, which now I uh, I read that online. Do you do you know what was the cause of his throat or tongue cancer? I, I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I was I was legitimately oh, asking. I, it, I couldn't. It might have been. I couldn't find it anywhere. Well, it, it might have been one of those Michael Douglas deals where he claims he got that cancer from eating so much pussy. And no, that's not a joke. Michael Douglas genuinely said that that's how he got he got. Uh, you know, I believe Michael Douglas when he says that. Like, I, I believe that with my whole heart. Oh, when you look at Michael Douglas, just looking that man in the face, you could tell that's a brother that eats a whole lot of pussy. For sure. And, for I sure. Mean, and, and again, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't? Um, but what? listen, listen, <laughs> Jeremy, we're off topic here. And I want to say this before we get further into our memories of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, I like the idea of doing these quick hits on occasion, you know, sticking to our normal format of doing the longer, more well-researched episodes where we talk about, gosh, you know, pro wrestling or pop culture or movies or video games or celebrity sex tapes or the macabre or unsolved mysteries or serial killers. You know, but when something big like this happens, doing a 10, 15, 20 minute quick hit episode to kind of share our thoughts and because basically what we wanted this to be was our tribute to someone that we loved and you're just you're listening you're shooting the shit with a couple of guys who are you know somewhat knowledgeable about this but it's just a couple of your buddies talking about bobby the brain heenan do you remember the first time that you re remember seeing bobby the brain heenan when you were a kid jeremy uh, you know I, I don't i don't recall the first time i saw him i just i, I very very clearly remember him and gorilla monsoon on commentary and to this day, they're still one of my favorite commentary teams, and you know I got to thinking about that with uh, with Bobby Heenan's passing. 
Uh, you don't. And for some reason, when it comes to commentators, like when you think of all the best guys, the Lance Russells, the Gordon Solis, the Jim Rosses, Bobby Heenan's not one that comes up to your average run-of-the-mill wrestling fan. Now, some of the more uh, intuitive, uh, super into it wrestling fans, you know, they may list uh, Bobby Heenan. But I got to thinking about it, and this is always how I've known that Bobby Heenan is one of the greats. And it's because as a kid, I hated him so fucking badly. Like, it would almost bring me to tears. Like, just a a little fat fuck sitting in my dad's recliner, like on the arm of his recliner, watching wrestling with him together. And that, I mean, Bobby Heenan made me so angry as a kid. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized as you know that's what makes him amazing at his job because so many people uh so many people just despised him <laughs> for what he did and, and there was something else to Bobby Heenan too I you know I'm a stand-up comedian you're a stand-up comedian and Bobby Bobby Heenan was quicker on his toes than 99% of of the comedians that I've ever come in contact working with. Oh you know my god, mean? yes. Like I've never I've never seen somebody not just have a like a quick response for everything, but a quick funny response that sounded like he spent a few hours writing it. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah, I mean there's a reason that if you google Bobby Heenan, one of the first things that comes up is Bobby Heenan quotes. I mean, before the guy even died, Bobby Heenan's mind was just a wealth of zingers and one-liners. I mean, you can go to so many different websites. I was actually checking a couple earlier today. WWE.com published one, um, unfortunately, in the the hours after his death. Um, And by the way, WWE made an excellent video montage or uh, a, a vignette celebrating the life of, of Bobby Heenan that they, they, they aired on Monday Night Raw earlier this week, and you should totally check that out. Um, but yeah, dude, Bobby Heenan was so fucking funny. Look at some of his hilarious quotes. Um, you know, one of them was, quote, a friend in need is a pest. Uh, this one, his strategy for fighting Hacksaw Jim Duggan. What I would do is I would take the tape off of Duggan's fists and tie his hands behind his back. Then I would hit him so fast and so hard I'd knock his eyes straight. All three of them. <laughs> you gotta wonder, like, if he sat at home at night or, or you know, in his car on, on, on the way from, uh, from show to show or in his hotel, like, if he sat and wrote these, or if these are just things that he just kind of flew up, you know, kind of threw up on the fly. I think he was that quick. I mean, judging by everyone who ever worked with the guy, he was just like that all the time. I mean, Tony Schiavone on his podcast often talks about how he would travel with Bobby Heenan and Mike Tanay, and the three of them would go, you know, across the country in rental cars. And Heenan was always pulling ribs on people just to pop the guys. Like they would go to uh, a gas station, and he would he would like fall into these big displays of products, and 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 and, and products would go everywhere. And then the person at the gas station would try to pick him up, and then Bobby would act like he's helping, but at the same time he would do another prat fall into another display. And this was shit not in front of a camera. This was just <laughs> to make Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay laugh. I mean, this was Bobby. 
Bobby Heenan. Apparently, one of the things that he would often do is he would see couples out. He would see families out in these places where WWE would do these exotic shows. And he would say, hey, let me take your picture for you. And he would grab their camera and then he would have them all line up, you know, in front of the, you know, the whatever, the fucking leading tower of Pisa or whatever. And he would snap a photograph. But what he would do is he would take his finger and put it over the lens so it would block the heads of the people that he was taking the picture of. And and this is <laughs> and this is back in the day when you couldn't see the the picture that you just took. So it was a rib that took you know six weeks or whatever for these pictures to develop, and they would get them back and be fucking furious. I mean, this, that was the guy. He was just always on a- another quote from bobby heenan is the bad thing about the bushwhackers is that win lose or draw you got to have everything you've got fumigated <laughs> i'll i'll never forget one of my all-time favorite bobby heenan calls on commentary was a match uh do you remember for like uh i think for about 46 years uh rick martell and tito uh santana we're in a program together. Do you remember? You're, you're talking about in the late the days after Strike Force. No, I, um, when, when they broke when I, they broke I, up. See, I can't remember. Yeah, when, when they broke up and when they broke up and then Rick Martel or I'm sorry, Tino Santana, uh, sadly wore the Strike Force gear for another five years after the tag team broke up. Yes, I do. Right, and they and they and they they feuded for for several years. Like I mean, it seemed like it seemed like every week it was Tito Santana versus Rick Martel on the mid card. Right. I remember uh, Santana was using the flying forearm as his finish or whatever. The flying burrito. And Bobby Heenan kept ref- he kept referring to it as a flying burrito, and at one point. Uh, I think Mar- uh, Martel runs in and gives uh, Santana um, a top rope over the top rope clothesline. Santana takes the bump uh, uh, over the over the top rope backwards, and uh, and Bobby Heenan looks at I think it was Monsoon and says, "What do you think he calls that one? The 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 across the border." <laughs> and then uh, and then after <laughs> after a few minutes, uh, I think. Uh, Martel went over. Martel won the match. And then, uh, as Santana, uh, Tito Santana was leaving the ring, uh, Bobby Heenan looks at him and goes, Yeah, looks like it's back to Home Depot for you. <laughs> well, Bobby Heenan, I mean, it was just like, how could, how did he ever get away with that shit? Like, you have to wonder. Like, it's like the most racist shit I think I've ever heard on television. Like, I mean, this was like Archie Bunker level racism, and I have no idea how you ever got away with My it. My favorite Bobby Heenan quote regarding Tito Santana was, you know, Tito Santana is like a cue ball. The harder you smack him, the more English you get. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my all-time, oh. that's one of my all-time favorite quotes not just wrestling quotes. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite quotes of any capacity. Oh my god, that's great! You know, ever since he died, the past couple of days, people have been posting some of Heenan's best moments, and one of them was from like worldwide. I think shortly after Heenan arrived in WCW, <clears throat> and uh, Tony Schiavone, and this is as the match, the bell hasn't even rang yet, and Tony Schiavone is trying to put over Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Schiavone says. You know, I've gotten to, I've gotten to know uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the past couple of months since he came to World Championship Wrestling, and really, he's a smart guy. And Bobby Heenan starts laughing, and he literally laughs 
all four and a half minutes of the match. <laughs> After Shivani. That's a, that's a hell of a commitment. Oh, it is. And like, just when you think he's done, because, you know, Shivani will call the match and he'll be like, what do you think, Brain? And then Heenan will. <laughs> but he was so good at being a showman that he would change up the laugh. So it would be, and, and it, it, it doesn't get old. Like, it's not like a bit that goes on too long. Heenan was just that fucking funny. I mean, it, it really, you know, I was thinking about that, too, because in the 80s, <clears throat> you had Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Mean Gene Okerlund. All three of those guys worked well together. And obviously, Gorilla, you know, Gorilla and Bobby were, I think, in many people's minds. And honestly, I think if you were to ask most people who were wrestling fans at that period, even till now... If you say who was the greatest commentary team of all time, of all fucking time, they would say Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. But not just that. When he worked with Mean Gene, they were a great team. And that's why so many people fondly remember the mid-90s WWF, because at the time, you had territories all over the United States of America. And this was a time when the WWF, after only a couple of years, became the premier wrestling organization in the entire world. So Vince McMahon could pluck the absolute greatest announcers, the absolute greatest employees from everyone in the whole fucking country. And that's why you had Gorilla Monsoon, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, you know, fucking Bobby the Brain Heenan, Mean Gene Okerlund. And it's not like that now, you know? And yeah, yeah, and Taz, don't 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 forget Taz. I tell you, you are hating on Taz. You you are not a fucking Taz fan. I'm not. A, I'm not a Taz Mark. No. I, in my opinion, Bobby the Brain Heenan is the greatest color commentator of all time, and the greatest manager of all time. And as a matter of fact, uh, Ric Flair has said many, many, many times on his podcast and elsewhere. That Bobby the Brain Heenan is the best all-around performer in the history of professional wrestling. And that is an unbelievable statement coming from a guy that I'm sure plenty of people listening right now think is the greatest performer in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm inclined to agree with that. He was, uh, I mean, in terms of a guy who could do it all. Like, he really could. And Bobby Heenan wasn't a bad wrestler. Like, he really wasn't. He wasn't. One of my favorite, uh, well, one of the most fascinating videos you'll ever see, at least to me, is when Bobby Heenan came into the WWF in 84, I think, uh, after leaving the AWA, he wrestled a few matches. And, you know, he, he became a manager, and then a couple of years later, he became a color commentator. And for a long, long time, he did both at the same time. But at the very beginning of his WWF career, he was a worker. And you can actually go back to an early episode of, I think it was Primetime Wrestling, because it's actually him and Monsoon throw to a clip. And the clip is Bobby Heenan working, I don't remember who his fucking, what his fucking name was, but it was the Italian guy. It was the guy actually that uh, Piper busted a coconut over his head on the first Piper's pit. And I'm sure plenty of people are going to tweet me about this. But... Jimmy Snooker. Uh, no, oh my God, no, I'm so sorry, so sorry. No, 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 no. Piper did bust the head over, over, Piper did bust the coconut over Snooker. I'm sorry. But the first ever Piper's pit was a, an Italian jobber that he slapped. So think. It's a coconut! It's a coconut! <laughs> exactly. 
anyway, the point that I'm getting at is <clears throat> it's it's not a comedy match. It's a serious, straight, like, five-minute match with Bobby Heenan working this jobber, and he fucking wins clean with by reversing a uh, a fucking slingshot sunset flip. And it's just fascinating to see Bobby Heenan wrestle a match straight and get a victory that's not a comedy match and he looked he looked great in it so but that's why rick flair says he was so good in the ring he was the best on commentary and he was the best as a manager and that is the level that is the caliber that is the treasure of the performer that we lost on sunday i believe when bobby the brain heenan died it was unbelievable absolutely i wanted to um before we get out of here, I, I asked you guys, we asked you guys on Twitter and Facebook, we said we're going to be doing, you know, a, a quick episode remembering Bobby the Brain Heenan. What are some of your memories? Lord Jalapeno, who, if you've heard this podcast at any point in the past, you've heard us mention him. He says his favorite Bobby Heenan memory was when HBK threw Janetti through the window. And Brain said, quote, look at Janetti trying to drive through the window to escape. <laughs> or trying to dive through the window, which actually many, many people said that that was their favorite Bobby the Brain Heenan memory. Jeff Baldrin on, on Twitter, also a great listener, said to me, he will always be pretty boy Bobby Heenan from Dick the Bruiser territory. Th this great bloody after covers with DeBaron and Valiant. That's right. Um, I've coming up with the deep cut. Yeah, a very deep cut. But I've seen that photo before. I think it was a cover of PWI of Bobby Heenan's Crimson Mask. You know, so again, that's going back way early in Bobby the Brain Heenan's career. Dave on Twitter says, "I wish I could find it, but there was a great Heenan promo after Hogan started the NWO ripping Hogan." Not the one on Nitro after the pay-per-view. Uh, Talking Wrestling Wednesday, a, a fantastic podcast we talked about here in the show before, said the weasel suit match with the Ultimate Warrior. And uh, now that weasel suit was a great, uh, a great gimmick that actually that Bobby imported over wholesale from his days in the AWA. Do you remember that the weasel suit match? I do, yeah. I remember uh, they got the weasel suit on him, and he just kept flailing around the ring, bumping and selling. And uh, it was probably one of the most joyous uh, times from my childhood, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, and again, this is going to be such a random non sequitur, but we were talking about some of the great borderline racist yet absolutely hilarious things that Bobby Heenan said in the past. One of them was uh, he was calling, I believe, an Eddie Guerrero match on Nitro. And Shivani, I believe, was talking about the storied history of the Guerrero family. And Bobby Heenan says, well, and his family's at home watching this, just hoping that the wheels don't get stolen from their house. <laughs> uh, oh, that's racism, bro. I love to racism. <laughs> Carrie on Twitter says the 1992 Royal Rumble, quote, not fair to flair. And how could any discussion, albeit briefly, of the career of Bobby Heenan be complete without talking about his performance uh, in 1992 at the Royal Rumble? Because that was the one where Ric Flair went almost coast to coast, entering at number three and then winning the world title 
when he uh, won the Royal Rumble. And, of course, at the time, Bobby Heenan was managing Ric Flair. And many, many people, myself included, believe that Bobby Heenan on commentary at that Royal Rumble is the single best piece of commentary that any commentator, color or play-by-play, has ever offered in the history of wrestling. If you've not seen this, or if it's been a while since you have, you owe it to yourself as a wrestling fan to watch the 92 Royal Rumble. A, because it was great storytelling and it was... The last gasp of the Hogan era, by evidenced by 1993, which we've also covered that Rumble in the past. But uh, B, Ric Flair's performance in that Royal Rumble was absolutely spectacular. But C, Bobby Heenan on commentary is pleading with God at one point for Ric Flair to win. He's cussing, he's screaming, he's threatening to leave the booth and go down and help Flair. Monsoon is the play-by-play man saying, you will not leave, you will stay right here. And then when Ric Flair wins, Bobby Heenan thanking the Lord is one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. I mean, just fucking perfect. God, that was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Bill on Twitter says every time Monsoon would say, let's go to Sean Mooney. And Heenan would reply, who? And um, let's let's just let's go to Facebook really quickly, and let's see some of the things that uh, some of the Bobby Heenan uh, memories that everyone has had. Gosh, so many people. Uh, Gino on Facebook said the neck brace, his go-to prop, even though Bobby Heenan legitimately did have uh, neck surgery, which precluded him from any physical involvement from the mid-90s forward. Fred on Facebook says, WrestleMania 3 because Andre the Giant went heel, humanoids. James Combs says, the first episode of Raw trying to sneak into the show. That was, do you remember that? When he was, he was not on the commentary team, but he kept on trying to sneak into the Manhattan Center where they were filming the first Raw. He dressed as an old woman, and then he dressed in a rabbi suit, and he was like, oh, oi, my nephew is in there. He's, he's, he's calling the commentary. I don't know. No, I don't remember that at all. Uh, Chad on Facebook says him being terrified of Matilda the Bulldog way back in the day. Mike says his WrestleMania promo, listen to me, becoming the I knew it all along with Hogan and WCW. Unlikely babyface. Uh, Patrick on Facebook said his mad shit talking on Mr. Perfect after he left his stable. That was fantastic. Brandon said always taking the heel side on commentary. I loved it. Anthony said getting beat up while dressed as Santa by Roddy Piper. That was, uh, I mean, I, I just, I feel like we could go on and on and on and I mean, I don't know. I just, the wrestling world, obviously left lost a treasure let's get just a couple more facebook comments and then we're gonna we're gonna go home as it were let's see here uh because i i just i don't want to lose anybody out oh my gosh as we uh take them there we go uh roy on facebook said holding warrior's leg at wrestlemania 5 when rick flair joined the wwf heenan was all over it monsoon hated it great times roy says gorilla would be moaning and shouting at bobby he would quip you talking to me? 
Uh, Don, Don says the brilliant way he's always on Hogan's other side from being the heel to Hogan's face in the WWF to his face announcing during Hogan's NWO run. He always managed to oppose Hogan and did it perfectly. That's a really good fucking point. That's a, it was almost like Bobby Heenan turned just so he could be on the opposite side of Hogan. <laughs> <clears throat> Clayton says, being there to introduce Ric Flair as he entered the WWF, his commentary with Gorilla Monsoon can never be duplicated. Larry says, uh, dropping an F-bomb on live TV after Brian Pillman scared him. That was, yeah, that was actually a really rare moment because that was a, a brief time that Bobby Heenan got shook when Brian Pillman was doing the loose cannon gimmick and didn't, and he, Bobby actually had it in his contract not to be touched. So when Heenan, or so when Pillman touched Heenan, Heenan says, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'd see, I don't, I don't remember that either. Was this, uh, this was WCW? Yeah, this was WCW when, uh, like, like I said, when, uh, Pillman was doing the loose cannon gimmick and then, and then Heenan goes back to the commentary booth and has to apologize. But yeah, Heenan, you know, the quickest guy in the fucking world. I mean, one of the all-time great Heenan lines was back in the mid-80s when he was doing the Bobby Heenan show, which was his quick little, you know, talk show comedy thing that he did. <clears throat> because um, they actually, primetime wrestling was two hours, and for a brief period of time, they'd make like the last hour or the last half hour the Bobby Heenan show where he would be, he would have his own fucking talk show because he was that funny. And he's talking to a chick in the crowd. Or he's talking to an old married couple in the crowd. And he says, hey, how long have you two been married? And the husband says, uh, 20 years. And Bobby says, really? Do you realize if you were to have shot her on your wedding night, you'd be out of jail by now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. He's got, he has better crowd work than most comedians. Oh, I my know. God, yes. And, you know, and again, that you know that that wasn't like. That wasn't him going home and, you know, fucking writing the shit down. This was a dude that was naturally that witty and that much of an entertainer and, honest to God, that much of a gift. And, you know, we just want to say thank you, Bobby Heenan, for being one of the absolute greatest of all time and, like Ric Flair said, the greatest all-around performer in the history of the business. Hey, if you like this quick hit that we did here and you'd like us to do more, let us know. Add Obtuse Podcast, whatever you do, subscribe to the show on Twitter, on iTunes, uh, on, on Twitter, yeah, well, subscribe to us, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podcast Addict, pretty much everywhere we're on there, and um, we're going to do more stuff like this if you like it. Let us know, because our, our next like three episodes, by the way, are all because of you. You guys gave us the ideas. You gave us the idea for the, rept uh, the uh, reptile humanoid. You gave us the idea for spontaneous human combustion, for the best celebrity sex tapes. All of that stuff. So let us know what you want us to cover. If you want us to do more wrestling, hit us up and let us know. Jeremy, do you have any other quick Bobby Heenan memories or thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. All I wanted to do was uh, I wanted to come on this show and tonight, and I wanted to share my super racist Bobby Heenan story, and I've done that. 
<laughs> well, thank you, Jeremy. Now you can go to bed. So that's going to do it for me. Hey, uh, check out this week's episode if you haven't yet. The most violent concerts of all time. It's a really fun, fun show in a weird way, even though we're talking about riots and people dying and being crushed and stabbed and killed by the Hells Angels. Super interesting. And Jeremy gave us his super famous quote of, if you have enough LSD in your system, you can accomplish anything. We might turn that one into a T-shirt. We don't know. Uh, and again, man, just thank you for hanging out with us. And we're going to be seeing you next week. Jeremy, what do you say you take us out of here, buddy? Good night, humanoids. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 